I'm Mel. And I'm Tosh. And this is Mahogany Mammology, an online dialogue pertaining to the concerns and carefree parenting of Black motherhood. This episode is sponsored by DFW Parents. Looking for child care? Check out Arlington DFW Child Care Professionals website to find a regulated child care professional near you. If you are a child care professional, visit their website to gain information on joining a professional network of child care providers, and professional development opportunities. Now on to the show. Our ma- marvelous mahogany mammologist of the week is Ebony Dubois. This Cobb County, that's out of Atlanta, Georgia, Mocha Mom Chapter co-president, is a wife and mom to three girls. Her goal is to create value-added learning solutions that helps employees perform their jobs better in order to meet the business goals. Ebony has done an amazing job transitioning her professional skills into her local Mocha Mom chapter to grow that chapter and its community service efforts. Congratulations, Ebony. Now you too can also nominate a mom by selecting our nomination form on our website. Now, if you've listened to episode 16, you had the opportunity to learn about how you can get involved as a candidate. Now, this week, we're doing a flip side of it. We're going to take a look at the perspective of being a part of a PAC or political action committee and being a spouse of a candidate in our Black Moms in the Movement series. Again, a disclaimer, our guest was invited Uh, by our show host and did not pay for this airtime. It's our pleasure to welcome Dr. Kiana Roberts. Welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for having me. She is a native of Fort Worth, wife, mother, and elementary teacher for the past 10 years. She has worked in education in order to provide students with meaningful content knowledge that can apply in their everyday lives. Kiana chose to pursue her higher education at an historical black college and university in Texas, where she earned a Bachelor's of Business Management from Prairie View A&M University. Her Master's of Education is in Early Child Care, excuse me, Childhood Education from Texas Southern University. My goodness, you did like a whole double HBCU situation on that. (laughs) Um, She has uh, earned her doctorate degree in education with an emphasis in curriculum and instruction from Texas Wesleyan University in Fort Worth, Texas. So welcome to our show. Welcome, welcome. welcome. Thank you. I will also add that Kiana has served in professional education organizations, including Jack and Jill of America, incorporated with the Fort Worth chapter. She's also a member of the Fort Worth Alliance of Black School Educators, local and state member, Kappa Delta Pi, International Honor Society in Education, and a lifetime member of the Prairie View A&M University National Alumni Association. Fantastic. Welcome. Thank you. All right. We're going to just kind of go into this, if you will. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, one of the reasons why, you know, we invited you is kind of take a flip side, as as Tosh mentioned earlier, from not— I don't want to discourage anyone from not wanting to run for office, but a different way of looking at helping a candidate, um, if you will. Do you mind kind of telling us a little bit more about the purpose of a political action committee and and how that serves the community? Yes. So with the um, PAC or the political action committee, um, you actually get the opportunity to inform 
other voters actually get them to the polls to vote and help support them financially. So instead of you just voting and kind of contributing to that candidate individually, you basically get to contribute to all the candidates that are running at a local or state level. And so it helps them across the board versus just focusing on one candidate. So um, the PAC allows you to do that. They're able to donate um, a total amount, and that amount gets divided up amongst the entire PAC so that everybody benefits. So that's the purpose of it. For sure. Now, one of the organization's goals was to get a black woman appointed to the United States Supreme Court. All right. So what steps or measures are you guys going about accomplishing that? Um, With uh, the organization that I'm a part of, which is the Black Women's PAC, it's not necessarily just for Uh, black women, but that is the sole purpose, but for women in general to get involved. Don't be afraid to step up to the plate. Uh, Make sure that they're knowledgeable of who their candidates um, that they're running against is. What are the qualifications? What are the things that the constituents are looking for? Uh, Most of the time, women are kind of on the side. They're on the sidelines. They're doing the grunt work from behind. But it's even harder for them to step up and be that platform and be that voice. Mm. Um, So that's what we're doing. We're keeping them informed and keeping them in the forefront and letting them know that they have support financially, Mm -hmm. that they have support from other women who are willing to support them just emotionally and spiritually. Um, And so we kind of dig in and help them in those ways, help them with their children too. Wow. Because they need that support. Mm -hmm. Now that's very different from what I was thinking, you mentioned something, you know, helping them with their children. Mm -hmm. Do you find that that's like a big differentiator or a big draw for for these candidates to say, hey, can you help me out as a a woman, as a mom, Mm -hmm. versus, say, a man who, you know what, he doesn't have to think about that? Uh, Yes, I do. I'm always thinking of my children first. Uh, Even though my husband is running for office, whenever he's going to these events, the first thing I ask is, is this a kid-friendly environment? Mm. Um, Who's going to be there? Um, well, I need to find kid coverage, you know, so do I need to check with my mom or with my sister or with some of the, the aunts to get some extra support because I don't just leave my kids any and everywhere. I don't like for them to be in a political environment where people are taking pictures and people I don't know. So I'm very cautious of those things when I'm getting in and out of the car with my kids because they recognize him, but our children are my top priority. Hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. Let's dive into that a little bit. So your husband's running for? Tarrant County District Attorney. Mm -hmm. And how did that conversation go? Like, how did he approach you and, and I'm going to say get your approval, but... (laughs) Or did he already sign and then come to you and say, hey, babe, by the way? Uh, No. He started talking about it prior to maybe like... A year or two, he just kind of, you know, we need a change. We need somebody to step up. We need somebody to do something different. Like, who's going to do it? And so he started doing research. And, you know, me, I just, my norm, I don't need anything else on my plate. I'm in grad school. We have two kids. Like, I hear you, but you better come up with a plan and come up with it, and it better be laid out. Mm. And so he was like, you know, if I run for office, that means I have to leave my job. You better have a plan, you better have a foundation, <laughs> and you better have a financial plan, and it better be laid out. And so, you know, I kept telling him, I was like, if you step away from your stability to step out on this plate, this platform, where does that leave us as a family? Everything boils around family. We've built this family unit, and I want to keep it that way. 
And so I've always been the one who stepped away from the politics. He was like, we're going to the polls, we're going to vote. Vote for what? What are we voting for? I need to know the why behind it. Yes. Really? So once he started going into the politics, I had to learn and I had to become knowledgeable. (laughs) And once he stepped out there, I was like, oh, my God, I didn't even know. I had how many people who don't vote (laughs) in the meaning and the purpose in the footwork and the groundwork behind it. So when he initially asked me, I was like, I don't have time for that. Oh, Oh God. Wow. So wait. So were you you weren't (laughs) a part of the 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 black uh, pack? Before no, his, his, his it's no. since him since, since him he running. started running when he started running in November, I met Tracy Scott, who's the founder of the Black Women's Pact. Mm-hmm. I think in December because she was getting started, and so she was a grassroots organization, and she was like, "I need you," and I was like, I, "No, I'm just here just <laughs> with him. We're just eating dinner. <laughs> no, we're just eating dinner. <laughs> we're just eating dinner here." So once he started meeting all these different people, I, I became very interested in. Well, what is she doing? I started seeing black women stepping up to the platform right next to my husband. I'm like, well, how did you get involved? And I started asking questions. It's personal. It's something that drives what's going on in your personal life or what's going on with you, your job, your career, your family that flipped it for me where I was like, so if he runs, he's not running just for himself. He's not running just for the district attorney. He's running for the county. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. affecting people that live in our county, people we know personally, people who've been to jail, people who have had a personal encounter with the Tarrant County justice system, including his mother. Mm. I love this conversation right yes. now. <laughs> Go ahead, jump on in there. Yes. Jump, jump, jump well, on in there. I'm just thinking that your prior experience was little, like little to none yes. regarding politics. Yes. Mm-hmm. And being that your husband decided, hey, I wanna I'm I'm trying to do this, you know, you would think like, okay, I'm a, much of the voter base are are black women. Mm-hmm. And then you would automatically think like a black educated woman. And I'm saying you black mm-hmm. educated woman would be equally um as involved involved in politics. No ma'am. I was not. <laughs> I, Nothing, he not, would tell not, me to go and vote. We would get our vote. Mm-hmm. But as far as like local elections yes. or like people who are out there supporting all these grassroots organizations, this year has been the most eye-opening year. Like to where it. my son, who's five, he's well aware of what mommy and daddy are doing now. I love it. Mm. He's, when we turn on the TV, he knows, oh, that's daddy. Don't let him come in there, you know, uh, kindergarten on some. <laughs> that's some Blue Ivy stuff, though. On that's some, that blue well, Ivy you know what? The juxtaposition of <laughs> yeah, the, the, the criminal justice the system, system. Yeah. is just wrong. <laughs> like, yes. Listen. Yes. See y'all at the dining table and he's telling you his stance. Yes. yes. His so with that, what, what is your family dynamics like now that he's thrown his hat in the race? Oh, man, it is 24-7, nonstop. People are always trying to get in contact with us. If they can't get in contact with him, they're sending me messages. Um, weekends, we do not have them. We mm. are out doing block walking. If I'm not block walking, we kind of split up and I may be going somewhere to hand out literature or go to another speaking engagement. We have a campaign team. Mm-hmm. Um, today we had block walking, but it was canceled because of the rain. Sure. But we're still trying to find a balance so that our children don't miss out. Mm-hmm. So my son went to a birthday party with one of his aunts. We made arrangements for him to get dropped off. 
my daughter with my mom. I'm like, okay, I need an oil change. Let me squeeze that in. I did that this morning. And then Albert had two events going on, and we have one at 6 o'clock this evening for the L. Clifford Davis Scholarship Banquet that we go to every year because he was the former president of that organization. He's been campaigning for about a year now? Almost a year. It'll be a year in November. He started in November. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so it's been going. While working full-time, he's in private practice, and I teach full-time, making sure our kids are taken care of, make sure they've eaten, make sure you got a bath. I didn't get a bath. Okay, I'll take one in the morning. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's down to a T, and it's not easy. There's a it's like a roller coaster ride every day. So it's like the campaign manager keeping you and him on a certain schedule. Do you guys have two like different? Do you have like a, your own staff person that's helping you no, be on the same page? I do not. I do not yeah. have my own personal staff person. I help with the social media aspect. He has someone that helps with his calendar, but we're all on the calendar, so it's all family. Mm. We don't have anyone that we're paying to be a part of. We're all working our full-time jobs and working the campaign at night. So most of the time we're getting about three, four hours of sleep, and we're up. We kind of catch up, and we communicate with what was going on, what things have been approved, uh, what uh, tasks are still kind of out there that we're waiting on. Um, We're responding to all the social media um, so everything is family-based. It's truly That's, family and friends who are working the campaign behind the scenes, and there's wow. like 10 of us. Yeah. And oh, we're man. running the whole campaign. That is amazing. That is mm-hmm. amazing. How <laughs> how does someone get like more involved in, in a pack, and like what should they be looking for? What type of questions should they ask people? Um, to get involved with the pack, um, you just need to look for one that has the same um, goals that you're looking for. What is it that you're trying to achieve? With your um, pack itself, most of them are looking for something in common. Like, we're looking for change in Tarrant County and the criminal justice system. The women's pack is looking for women who are ready to step up and lead and run for office in a political aspect. So they are looking at women in Texas. They're looking at women in other states. Um, and they truly just support them and get them the financial con- contributions that they need from people that they've reached out to. Um, and a lot of people just donate because they want to see that difference. They want to see that change take place. And so the PACs are there to support that without it having to be um, under other political guidelines. They can just donate whatever amount. It's not a limited amount. So that makes the difference because it takes money to... Run for office, it takes money for people to have those campaigns, to have T-shirts, to host events. Each time you have those, you have to have some type of financial support. Most of the time, people don't have them, so it's harder for them to win their campaigns against someone who has more money. Mm -hmm. That's true. And so the PACs support that. Sure. Are you finding any challenges um, in regards to finding black women? to fill these positions or run for office or anything like that? Um, Yes, oftentimes it is. Most of the time you have black women who are wanting to step up to the plate, but fear takes over. Um, You have other black women who have life that's going on or they don't have the finances to do it. So they step away from it or they shy away from it. Um, And then some who find the opportunity to work with somebody like Tracy with the Black Women's Pack 
I would have never known about it. But it started because she started recognizing there are women running for these positions, but nobody knows about them. How can we get the word out? Mm -hmm. And so she came about with what she wanted. I want to see a change. I see all these great black women running for office in Houston and running in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And that's how it came about. She literally started it a few months prior to people starting to run in November of last year. Wow. Why aren't black women getting the notoriety? Um, at the local level? Mm, I just think it's more so they're they're not having that voice and they're not able to have a huge platform. Mm -hmm. And uh, oftentimes when they're stepping out on these different campaign aspects, it's uh, at a minimum level. Most women are there, but they don't have the time to really commit. And if they do, they have to step away from their job. Sometimes the careers get in the way where you don't have the time to work a full-time job and a full-time campaign. Either you quit your job and just do the campaign, or if you want to continue to advance where you are with your job, you stay with your job. And so they don't have the time or the balance to do both at the same time okay. or the finances. Right. Okay. Hmm. How... I have a question. Go for it. Sorry. <laughs> she was processing that. No, I, really I know. Realized. I know you were processing. She was processing no, no. it. No, my <laughs> question to you is then, um, so you guys, as the pact, provide the finances. Do you guys also provide the training? Say there's a new, you know, up and coming um, black woman, woman that wants to run. I mean, do you provide any training resources or what? Um, no training directly coming from me, but I've learned from Tracy when there are women who need to step out, she actually, whatever resources she's had or people she's come in contact with or, you know, like if it's somebody who needs airtime, if it's somebody who needs T-shirts, she'll put you in contact with those people if it's promotional items. So from that aspect, but that's something that we probably could look at if they're looking at training. How do you get your voice out there? Yeah. How do you get your platform to be elevated in the city that you're running for at a local or state level and so I think if we're all informed we all gain if we're all informed and we all support one another and truly support from every aspect I think we'll see a difference in any campaign but mostly in women who usually are dominated by the men who are running for office mm -hmm. did you have you, you spoke about how you're working on like the social media aspect with mm -hmm. um, Albert's campaign um, I'm curious to know did you have that type of experience like before, like understanding like social media and how to post things on Facebook and all that loveliness? No. <laughs> so you, are you no. like trial by fire? <laughs> no, like, you know. You know well, um, I had Facebook. I understood Facebook. He didn't really understand Facebook, but I didn't understand how to do a political Facebook page. Okay. So uh, we were all learning together on how to do the political Facebook page. And then I had to learn how to do Twitter and Instagram. So I started, you know, kind of doing YouTube videos. Okay, well, how do you post this? Or, you know, how do you promote your Facebook page? Or what's politically correct? So we had to make sure we were following the political campaign guidelines as well as Facebook. And so we were all learning together. And so we meet and we have our campaign meetings. And anytime somebody doesn't know something, okay, well, you work on doing that task. Mm -hmm. You work on posting it on social media. Then we discovered there's Hootsuite. Why are we posting in three different places where Preach. we can post it all in one, one time? time. Yep. One time. Yes. So yes. we were learning as we were going along. Mm -hmm. And and that's truly what happens when you have all these grassroots 
organizations that are getting started, if nobody tells you, you're working harder instead of smarter. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So we're learning to work smarter and we're learning to collaborate and ask other people, well, how are you getting that done? Well, I noticed you did this. How did you get that done? We asked those questions now before we were like, okay, we're going to start this. And we had this never ending to do list. Now we can get things done and we can get it done more efficiently and it takes less time. Mm. And so it's more effective for him and for the campaign. He was trying to figure it out and work full time. He doesn't know how to work social media. Let's take that off his plate. I'll work Facebook. You know how to do Twitter. You know how to do mm-hmm. Instagram until we found out about Hootsuite. Now everybody can post. All right. That's and good we don't have that. So, we, I mean, we're learning as we go along. And that's the hard part when you're just getting started. But now we know. I sometimes feel like there are already organizations or political machines that already have this in place. Mm-hmm. So have you guys as you guys have been campaigning, reached out to not so much your your opponent, but Mm -hmm. just other organizations to help kind of with the ease of the election? Yes. Yes, we actually have. So um, there are several people who are still running for this November election. And so they now are trying to meet Mm -hmm. each other. In the needs, as far as block walking, as far as campaigning, promotional needs, like your T-shirts. So instead of working individually, they now have a um, door hanger that has all the people who are running for the Democratic side Mm -hmm. all on one door hanger. So when you hand out the literature, you're not just passing it out for Albert Roberts or passing it out for Vanessa Adia. You're passing it out and everybody's on that one card so that they're working collectively. Mm -hmm. So uh, we know as Democrats that we need to get the vote out. But when you work separately, you got to work harder. Mm -hmm. You need more people. So we all are working towards that one goal. Now we're working towards that one goal with one plan. Mm -hmm. And that's the that's the movement that we're going for. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of working separately, we're going to work all together. And we wear each other's T-shirts, each other's clothes. And so when we go out and we block walk, you might have on something for Albert. You might have on something for Vanessa. You might have on something for one of the other candidates that are out there. And. Everybody sees the shirts when you're block walking, but your literature represents all of us. Okay, that's cool. What's a um, what would you suggest or recommend to a spouse if, once they start this campaigning process? What should what should a, a a potential or incoming spouse know? You know what? Get ready for A, B, C, and D. Um, get ready for what I call team no sleep. Okay. Um, be ready for long nights. Um. Days where you don't see each other in in the time coming and going. Sometimes he's leaving long before I even get up and vice versa. And so they need to be able to be supportive, check in often. Um, You know, sometimes I have to check in on him to make sure he's eating because he'll be gone all day long and he'll come home and he won't eat. And then he'll wake up and he'll be starving. Well, I surely haven't cooked because I went to bed, too. Mm-hmm. We're on that fast food drive where you drive through mm. and everybody eat and go to bed. So I always have to check in with him. Let him know that you're there for them mm-hmm. and make sure that they know you're supporting them regardless of the time that they're spending away. You know, the time they're spending away, they're doing it for a higher calling and a higher purpose. Mm-hmm. And that eventually the 
the rat race is going to be over and then things can kind of settle down. So I'm kind of to that point where I'm like, okay, I'm ready to get back to something a little more normal. I want to travel. Like, I want to have some vacation time. But right now, this is for a higher purpose. He's doing it for the entire county, and that affects my son, who might be walking out one day and have to deal with mm-hmm. police in uh, Fort Worth or Dallas-Fort Worth area and how they um, prosecute and what they may do to my son out on the street. Mm-hmm. So the benefits of him being there and being in office and making those changes is worth more than the 11 months that he's out there campaigning. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. How's the support system um, overall? Support like, from, like, family. Family, or, friends. We have a huge support system from people that are close to us from work, um, teachers that I've worked with all the time, Um I, I talk to them daily. Mm-hmm. Um, they check in. How are things going? Do y'all need something to eat? Same thing from all of his friends, ones that are on, on the campaign trail with us and people who are living in other cities, his family in Louisiana, his dad who lives in Detroit. Um, and his dad wants to come down here for the week of. Like, he wants to see what's going on with his son. And, I mean, people are always sending us messages and, and pick up the phone and call. Hey, haven't heard from you. I need to hear your voice. Is everything Okay. My mom is right there. She's she's with my kids right now. And so she's the backbone. She's like the matriarch of coming in and making sure we have what we need. If it's laundry, if it's the house needing to be clean, if it's a meal being cooked. So she takes that upper hand to make sure that we're both having a balance, too. If you need sleep, get some sleep. She'll stay up. She'll watch the kids or um, friends and family to come get the kids for us so we can have a date night. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to squeeze those in. Yeah, that's good. You say. know, so it's hard to find that balance. If we could just get 30 minutes, that's our goal. Have 30 minutes where you talk about your day or the past couple of days. I talk for 30 minutes, then we can go to sleep because days go by and I don't know what has happened. Stuff has changed with the campaign. We try to keep each other up on our calendars, personal calendar and his campaign calendar. Then I have my work calendar. And so most of the time I'll send him a message, hey, here's a couple things I haven't had a chance to talk to you about, but let me give you a quick update. Because most of the time mm. I'm asleep by the time he gets home. Mm. And when he gets up in the morning, he's gone, or either I'm gone with the kids, so i got to be at work at 7. So, mm-hmm. wow. so it's pretty early days that I get up, so I For can't sure. stay up late. Yeah. But sometimes I try to stay up, and I'm like, let me check on him. Let me see your face. Let me hear your voice. Yeah. <laughs> are you still breathing? Let me, let me see are your you ID. Yeah. Let's see if that's really you or not. Are, are you here? Yeah. yeah. You mean you're here before the sun? So that type of stuff. So, you know, I just try to let them know I'm still yeah. here. I still got your back. We've been together since high school. Okay. We met in high school. So we um, ah. met in 99 before we went off. Both went to Prairie View. Both went to Texas Southern. Then we moved back home. And so we're we're approaching 19 years. Wow. Yes. Yeah, it's wonderful. I love it. Yeah, I love so, it. yeah, so it's a long time. So he knows that's my soulmate. Got yeah. his back. We ride or die. We called ourselves for years. Pinky in the brain. That's good. <laughs> I'm done. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So, in your in your role, or you know, a spouse. I mean, I'm curious. Did you like ever reach out to other you know DA spouses? Is there such a thing? Like, have you like reached out to anyone else or the other spouses? Maybe that 
um, that you guys are campaigning with and, and chat and no, like work I, together on things? I or? didn't because everybody's so busy. So I reached out to my sister circle that I already have. Okay. Okay. I call them the cot, the circle of trust. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> and so I, I sent them a message. Hey, I need a moment. Can we have a girls, girls powwow or something? Can we just sit and have a... a dinner or quick lunch and so I reach out to them and you know they come to me with their things that they have going on but I haven't had time to make any new supportive group because I barely have time for the group that I already have it makes it hard I see some of them in passing and talking to them but as far as like hey how are things going with you it's just kind of come and go because most of the time we're all on our own agenda and you know, the wives have something going on or the husbands have something going on. I have my own things mm-hmm. on my calendar, so I can text. But as far as just reaching out to really dig in and see how are they doing mentally and emotionally, no, I honestly cannot say wow. no time. It is it is yeah. a fast pace. It, it is, is not a sprint. It yeah. is a marathon. Oh, yeah, it's a real marathon. Have you ever thought while just doing in this process, just giving them like, fuck it, like, I'm, I'm done? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've had days where I'm like, you know, I'm not doing nothing else. I'm, I'm done. I need sleep. Not so much done with the the moment. Just yes. I'm done with this campaign. The whole like, campaign. Like, I'm just, I'm throwing I'm it away. I'm done. I'm not answering any of the messages. Like, they can come in. They can highlight. I'm going to mute them. I needed me time. I had to shut down because I was, it was like I was working four jobs. My own personal life, my kids, the wife, and the campaign. Oh, by the way, let me teach 20 kids in the classroom. I was going to say. No, right? Let me teach 20 kids all day and take on all their personalities plus their parents. No. And do parent-teacher conferences. And do parent-teacher conferences. Open open night. Yes, literacy night, science night. And I just did all this stuff just last week. I've only been at work three weeks. And I've been coming home at 8, 9 o'clock. My son is snoring in the car on the way home because he's tired. But he's at school with me, so he's on mommy schedule. Yeah. And so mm. there have been days I'm like, Mm-mm, I can't do it. I need a week off. And I shut him down, too. I send the campaign committee. We will not take any phone calls. Okay. We will not have any events. We're having family time and date night. And I put it on the calendar like it was an event Okay. to plug in. Let me just go ahead and snatch my time. Let me go ahead and get that. That's and important. That's what I have to do. Otherwise, he'll he'll just keep going. Mm -hmm. He'll keep going. I mean, you run out of steam and then you'd be gone down before you can even. Exactly. Haven't even finished the race. And that's what my mom said. He can't finish the race if he doesn't take care of himself. Mm -hmm. You can't finish the race if you don't help him take care of himself. I said, so in order for us to be here to help our kids see this vision that you're on in this movement, we got to take care of us first. Right. Mm -hmm. But my thing is, who's taking care of you and how are you incorporating self-care? Oh, my mom. And then I find time for myself where I just shut down. I'm like, oh, I need a little me time. I'm I'm not coming home. I'm going to go and get me something to eat. Let's go to Olive Garden. Mm-hmm. And I will sit down with silence. Like, I just want to sit and people watch. I know. Is anybody else as busy as I am where they don't have time to take just an hour for yourself? Go and eat soup and salad. And I do that. I go get me a pedicure. I go get a facial. I'm like, Al, I know you got this stuff on the campaign, but right here in the middle where it's a little two-hour gap, I'm going to go do me. Because going to the bathroom for that five minutes where you get five minutes alone, that's not enough. Because the kids come knocking on the door and the fingers are under the door. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Mommy, what are you doing? Just trying to have a moment of silence. <laughs> I, I, and not think. Yes. I understand. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There are no moments of silence. They're looking for you as soon as you disappear. Yeah. 
And that's all of them. Hey, Key, uh, do you know where my black tie is at? No, I don't. Mommy, do you know where my socks are? <laughs> no, I don't. Mommy, I want a snack. No. I, they're, no. Go open, hungry? Just no. open the pantry and go find... The <laughs> snacks are on the shelf right there. You can go get them. Ugh. So you have to find time for yourself. I had to learn that the hard way. Because I was stretched so thin. I mm-hmm. want to help everybody. I want to help all my sisters. My cots are sisters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the teachers and the kids and the parents of the kids and Albert and my mama and my own family. And I was like, where's my time? Mm-hmm. And this summer, I got my time. Good. This Good. was the first summer in six years that I did not have anything on my plate. No grad school, no research, no activities, no summer camp. The kids went to summer camp. I stayed home. Mm-hmm. And truly had a break. This is the first year and the first summer that I didn't have that. While your husband is on the campaign trail, do you have to often remind him to still do dad roles? Oh, yes. Often. Hey, man. (laughs) I know you running for DA and all, but. I know you're running. (laughs) But my feet are tired of running, too. Get this trash. She's like, my vote counts, too. Exactly. My Why vote are you playing? counts here in this house. You're going to need my vote. So let's make this happen. I love it. This is a team effort. Do you have to tell him, hey, there's soccer or whatever extracurricular activity? You oh, need to yes. Take him. Oh, yeah. Or you the gotta, kids, you need to take them kids. Mm-hmm, they went to that kids. birthday party last week. I said, That's right. I'm not going to the birthday party. He was like, so you're not going to let Buddy go? Mm-hmm. You make arrangements for his transportation. I took the weekend off. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm just running, 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 running. And I said, oh, I'm going to clean my house. And I sat right there in front of the TV with my DVR catching up on Queen Sugar. (laughs) There's your self-care right there. That is self-care. That is all. I needed it. Queen Mm -hmm. Sugar right there. And I got to watch like two episodes back to back. I took a break. Ate some lunch. I didn't have to share it. Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't have to stop. My food wasn't cold. <laughs> and then I went back and I watched the third episode that I had left. I was behind my three weeks. But do you find, it, it, do you feel like because the campaign, is it because um, he's running in a, in a, I think, I think the races were basically, it hasn't been contested for years, if yes, I remember. For I'm saying that cor- correctly. For how long? 12 years. That's the type of race. Yeah. And so is okay. you feel like the amount of work you're doing is because of that? Yes. I think it's because of that. I think because people operate in fear. So we have people who are saying, mm, you're not going to win. You know, Tarrant County is red. Okay. It was. People are having a change of heart. Mm-hmm. People are looking for something different. It was red. Mm-hmm. It might be red, but it's about to be blue. And that's for the state. Mm-hmm. It's no longer about parties. It's about people who are seeing these crazy people in office doing things and getting away with it. And once it uh, starts to affect you mm-hmm. and your family, now you want to do something about it. It's been there. It was nothing new. It's been there. It just wasn't affecting you and your household. All right. Mm-hmm. And now that it's affecting so many people of all shades, all walks of life, all financial statuses, now people want to do something about it. And it's not about a party, per se. 
is more so about the people wanting the change. And so the people are coming together. They want people who see the same values and the same morals and want the same things for their families and not necessarily by party. Mm. And so that's the difference. And so it's been there all this time, but what are we going to do about it? Why are we going to keep talking about it and not step up? Albert always tells people, you need to put some skin in the game. If you want to see a difference, you need to be the change that you want to see. And if you're not going to step up to it, then quit talking about it. Mm. And so we have so many people who are often telling him, well, you're not going to win. You're too young. You don't you don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're getting yourself into. Um, the current DA, most people don't even know who she is. And the ones who do, they don't care for her. Mm. But they also won't step up in the process because they have had a bad rap with her or she was a judge at one point for them. Mm. And she, you know, was very cruel, very mean to them. So they just shy away from the whole voting process, but they don't realize if you don't vote, she stays there. If you don't vote, you give her power. Mm -hmm. If you Mm -hmm. don't vote, the next time you go down there, you have the same problem. Mm -hmm. So if you want to see the change, you're going to have to help be the change. And that's where Albert is at with it. Mm -hmm. Mm. So true. I See? like when when candidates run and their spouses are a part of the campaign. I usually see their spouse as a way to humanize the mm-hmm. the mm. elect the you know person running for office. So, in what ways are you? I guess when you're out there com- campaigning and block walking alongside of him, trying to humanize him. Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes I'm telling him to make sure he's himself. Um, I tell him I'm a people watcher and that includes him. And so I observe people. I observe their demeanor. I observe the way they talk, the way they walk. Um, when they answer questions, is it sincere or are they giving you the politically correct response where they think you want to hear? And so I tell him that all the time. When you are true to yourself, it shows. But if you're just speaking on behalf of your platform, I see you and I only see he's running as the candidate. Mm. But when you become you and you open up and you let people know what you've gone through and what you've experienced, how you've gotten to this point, people see the true you. And that's that's who I married. I didn't marry a political candidate. I married this man who was a go-getter who had the drive, who had the passion 19 years ago, I told my mom, he's the one. Not knowing we would be here, but he's Mm -hmm. the one. He pushes me, and I push him. And so we have a balance. So whenever he's out there, I'm like, okay, I hear you talking, but mm, I'm not seeing anything that probably would grasp their eye. Okay, well, when you said this, um, I think you can kind of tweak it. If you talk to people and you tell them about this experience, and he's like, oh, I forgot about that. She sounds like a future campaign manager. Well, that's my thing. I was like, do do constituents approach you and ask you questions about his campaign and what they his do. positions wow. are? That's what that's where Dash. I was going with this. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because to me, I'm like, if I'm voting for somebody, yes, I, I get it. You've got rehearsed answers. Yes. You've got it together. But I want to talk to the person that really know you at 12 p.m. And yes. y'all doing pillow talk. Yes. What is the real? Mm-hmm. What is the, the real deal? Yeah. Don't give me the PC correct. Yeah. Don't give me, you know, you and your suit and your tie. No. I want Al. The Al that's sitting on the couch It's like, this is what I think we should be doing. This is how I think it should have been done. These are the things that I don't agree with. And this is how I want to fix it. Right. Okay. Well, when you talk to people, 
on screen, on radio, on the mic, interview. I want them to see that side of you. So I'm asking, Mrs. Roberts, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> do you believe in his position? And how do you really feel about the criminal justice system? You know yes. what I mean? Just that kind of thing. Yes. I want your answer. Yes. Because to me, I feel like your answer is is honestly a very genuine answer than his polished one. Mm-hmm. Not saying yes. that he has polished answers or anything. And I'm not trying to give people ideas, you know. But it's just, you know, these are, I, w- mm-hmm. I want to see the human side yes. of him. I, so, yeah. I tell him, I want you to be true to you. Because I can tell when you're being true to you. So when you're speaking on behalf of you, you're you're representing our family and you're representing Tarrant County. So if you want to be the voice, I need to hear it. Mm-hmm. I need to feel it and it needs to be sincere. And so I tell him, if I can see it, everybody else that hears you can see it. Mm. You have to be passionate about it. And so he opened up. I think at first it was just, okay, I'm nervous. I don't I don't know what to say or how to say it. I don't want to step on anybody's toes about the current DA. Well, step all on them. Evidently, she ain't had them stepped on. Mm. So go ahead and step all on them. If you want people to get a reaction, you want to rise out of Tarrant County, and if you're concerned about it looking red, then let's figure out what we need to do to make it blue. Mm. Mm. Like, let's not just keep doing the same thing and expecting new results. Mm-hmm. That's true. What are we going to do differently? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we already know we have some things that we can do differently. How do you execute it? How do you execute it and not be what has been going on for the last 12 years or probably the last 30 years since we've been on this earth? I have not seen anybody worth having in the office. If we go back and we research it, Who's been on our behalf? Nobody. How has how has this campaign and you know um, things that you've learned? How you have you transitioned any of this knowledge into the classroom? Oh, every day, I tell my children every single day. Everything that we do in this classroom, you need to be able to apply it later in life. Mm. I call them my teachable moments. Mm-hmm. So when my students do something that I feel like, okay, well, if you would have made that decision, maybe 10 years from now, you wouldn't have had the same results. It wouldn't have been taking your recess away. It would have been taking your daytime life away. Because you chose to steal something in my classroom. Let me tell you about what those charges look like. And they look at me and awe, like, did she really just say that? Yes, I did. Because if I don't teach you and I don't tell you and nobody shows you, when will you learn it? When you're already in handcuffs? Mm. Mm-hmm. So the choice is yours. And so that's what I utilize. My my platform is to be an advocate for children. Mm-hmm. And who's going to be their advocate if I don't talk to them about it? No matter what race they are, at some point they're going to make mistakes in life. Let me tell you about what the consequences look like later. Let me tell you about what the consequences look like when you start at the age of 10, mm-hmm. that they can start arresting you. Let me back you up to third grade, which is where I teach at the ages of eight and nine, that based on your star test results and reading, they start building prison cells. Mm-hmm. So how many parents and students are aware of that? Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot, because they don't find out till later in life that what I did back in third grade was setting me up for what I was going to be dealing with when I was 17 or 18. Mm -hmm. And that the school system, if we don't get it right, it's the pipeline to the prison system. Mm -hmm. Walk on the right, put your hands by your side, bubbling your mouth. You go to the restroom at this time. We go to lunch at this time. I was going to ask you your policy on homework, but... uh... 
Mm. <laughs> on what? On, on homework. homework. On homework. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's, kinda, yeah. That's a whole different conversation. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah, you, yeah, you can save that. We, we could have another. Day. That's, <laughs> a, that's a whole different. That's an education. Black moms <laughs> to educate and being an ed- educated advocate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I know, I know, we're really just kind of like scratching the surface Absolutely. because. He, you you kind of span in both areas in terms of the political action, you know, committees and whatnot, and then also being a spouse. What kind of takeaways would you like our listeners to have about either or both areas to help them take their learning, take their understanding, uh, to take their life to the next level in regards to politics instead of just going to the voting polls? What What are your takeaways for them? Um, my takeaway, you know, just my personal experience, I wish I would have been more knowledgeable at a younger age. Um, I wish my parents would have been more knowledgeable versus just being those footsteps to walk into the poll and just check a box, but know who you're voting for and why you're voting for them. Support them financially, but more so get out there and be the voice that they need the way people get out here and they win is based on the people that you talk to. It's the personal conversations. It's the interactions and getting the vote out. And if you're passionate about your candidate mm-hmm. or candidates, if there are several, your family will take on the same passion that you have. But you have to give them the opportunity to do that. If you just tell them, I'm going to the poll to vote, you don't tell them why, <laughs> they may not go. Next time you go to the poll to vote, Don't go by yourself. Take four or five people with you. And don't just wait to vote on the day of voting because anything can happen. You could get in an accident. You might be running late for work. And then you don't get to vote. Oh, I'll get it next time. But that next time may not be the opportunity for the person you wanted to win because they didn't get it this time. Mm -hmm. Man, she dropped some knowledge. I know. I love it. We, we, we can't thank you enough for being with us um, yes. today. Do you want to tell the listeners um, maybe where they can find find you? Um, you know, I don't know if you have the web address. I mean, we'll put in the show notes, mm-hmm. um, social media that you want to uh, advise and let the listeners know about. Yes, they can reach me at Dr. Kiana Roberts on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, and from there, you can find my uh, Instagram and Twitter account. Um you can email me at Kiana K E O N N A dot Roberts R O P E R T S at gmail.com. If you need anything, if you need help, if it's for your child and you need help, <laughs> send me a message. I'll step out. I'll reach out. Hmm. That's wonderful. Wonderful. Yes. Thank you again for your transparency oh, and your perspective yeah. as a spouse of a candidate. Thank you. I know we don't get a lot. To, we usually no. hear a lot more about the candidate, but we don't get to hear the family side of it. Yes. So thank you. We appreciate yeah. you. Yes, thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. I'm always myself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, don't forget to, to vote. Um for many of us, uh, the last day to register to vote is October 8th for the November election. Yes. So we invite you to continue our conversation via Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, hashtag Mahogany Mammology and hashtag Black Women Lead. If you like this or any of our episodes, please be sure to rate and review us on Facebook or iTunes. Don't forget to check our show notes for resources, Dr. Roberts' complete bio, where to find her, 
links to nominate a mammologist, our sponsor for this episode, Arlington DFW Child Care Professionals, and our brand partner, Yara Imani. Until next time, I'm Tosh. And I'm Mel. And thank you for listening to Mahogany Mammology. Bye-bye. <laughs>